Meeting the people in your community. Here's Lisa Kay with Talk of the Town. Back on Talk of the Town. My name is Lisa Kay. My friend Jessica Potter in the studio joining me today for a little chat on Talk of the Town. How are you doing, Jessica? I'm doing awesome. Thank you. Happy New Year. Yeah, it's actually the first time that we're on the air together in the brand new year. And uh, has it been going well for you so far? You know what? It has. I've just completely lost track of like... I can't believe it is already past the halfway point of the month. How did that happen? I know, it's weird. So otherwise, it has been a great start to 2023. Well, good. I'm very glad. I know that you're very busy uh, looking forward to the new year and things that are happening at the Historical Society. One of the things that you do, and one of the reasons people love to listen uh, to you on this show, is uh, they can catch you later on talking about something in depth, you've got the podcast that we should talk about. Yeah, and you've got a new one that's coming out. I do, I do. I'm excited. Um, we're we're starting some new podcasts um, in the new year, and uh, we're going to um, soon. Um, I'm not quite sure when it will air, but we're working on one about uh, the beginning of radio in Mankato. So our very own KTOE will be featured in one of the podcasts. Um, my wonderful little nugget that I discovered, I love doing the podcast because I love doing research. I'm that history geek. And uh, the, the, my fun little thing that I discovered that was kind of, uh, we call the podcast Surrounded by History. And this is this is a perfect example of being surrounded by history. Um, K-T-O-E stands for Kato. Um, and they wanted to have it K-A-T-O um, back in 1950, but that was already taken. So they picked K-T-O-E, and that's what we always call it, but it's actually kind of stood for at the time, K-T-O. Right. So I love it. I love it. I love that little nugget. And uh, so those are the fun little nuggets we're working on. And then um, the other one that we're working on right now is um, a little bit more information about what it means for a property to be on the National Register of Historic Places. I know that you and I have talked about that before, and, it, and we think that that's a really prestigious thing, and it is, but it really... I mean, how? What does that mean? Right. What do, right. Do we, well, what? What? What does it mean? What can we change? What can we not change? Mm -hmm. Things like yep. that. So, I just had that conversation with a group, and I thought, gosh, that would be a good podcast to mm -hmm. just talk about what it means to be on the National Register. Um, did you know that there are over three hundred properties and structures um, in Blue Earth County on the National Register of over Historic Places? Three hundred. Over three hundred. Really? Really. So you'll have to listen to my podcast and find out more. Yeah, and find out a little bit maybe about where they are. Podcast happens uh, over here on KTOE once a week. Right, Saturdays at 11.05, right here. All right, and we can find the back podcast episodes because there are quite a few of them that you have done through the years. There is. Um, so you can find them. I think that they they live in the cyber world of Radio Mankato, um, but they also are on the Historical Society's website. And you just type in blueearthcountyhistory.com backslash podcast, and uh, you will find the full list of all of the podcasts and the recordings. Since we're in the beginning of the year, can we talk a little bit about how the Historical Society works as a whole? Because I know that there's a, a you're the executive director, um, but people might not realize how something like that is governed as a mm -hmm. nonprofit and who's in, there's a board of directors, I'm mm -hmm. assuming. And there is. How, how, how does that work? 
So we are a member-supported organization founded in 1901. And because we're member-supported, our membership actually is that voting body that elects our officers, makes uh, decisions if we change our bylaws or for some reason changed our mission. Um, And so we are governed by a board of trustees. Um, They are are elected by the membership to serve um, on our um, board to make those decisions, and they're ultimately my boss um, that will is helping to guide the organization. And then we have um, staff that do day-to-day operations. I know we're talking to people that probably have never served on a board mm-hmm. or don't know how that particular structure would work. Um, so an explanation of that is always really helpful because yeah. it's, it's not just run by the county and some county oh. employees. Have, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. We are not a county agency. Yeah. <laughs> I always have yeah, to we, make sure. We always we, say Blue Earth County. So, I mean, yes, people yeah. figure that. Yeah, no, we are not a county agency. We are a nonprofit organization. Um, we do get support from the county, but we um, are not a county department. And so our board, um, it ranges from uh, 12 to 20 members per our bylaws. And those members meet monthly, bi-monthly, depending on what's on our calendar. And they make the, they help to um, work through the big decisions for the organization, strategic planning, um, watching over the financial oversight of the organization. Um, they assist with the, the human resources side of the organization. Um, our board of trustees are volunteers, um, but their job is to really make sure that the organization, they, they are representing the full membership and making sure that we're, um, we're taking care of the organization. So as such, I can only assume that a board of directors would have expertise in certain areas, whether that be in finance, if they're going to help direct your finances or business operations or human resources, things like that. Exactly. So we're looking for individuals that can bring different talents and skills uh, not asking them to, you know, necessarily quit their day job and come in and hire and fire or something <laughs> right, like that. Exactly. Right, exactly. We're just asking them to share their skills and their talents um, with our organization so that we um, can can just do a great job. And the day to day is left up to the staff of how we're going to execute that. But it's it's great having a board of really talented people in one space to be able to say, hey, here's here's a problem. How are we going to solve it? And if you've got those people around the table, you're able to solve it and keep moving forward. So um, so we so on the conversation of board of trustees, we do have openings for individuals that are interested in serving on our board. Um, our board terms are three years. Um, the term begins in March of this year at our annual meeting is when our membership comes together. And uh, they will vote on the slate of candidates um, who have come forward in seeking to be on our board. Jessica, does that mean if I'm a member, I'm a member of the Historical Mm -hmm. Society, does that mean I get a vote? Yes. Okay. Yep. So you come to the annual meeting and and you have a vote um, to say, yes, we like this this slate of candidates or are you insane? What are you doing? I've never had that happen. (laughs) Knock on wood. Let's not have a controversial board or no, annual you, meeting. You never know. Right? <laughs> you never know. Um, but the idea is just to kind of a the membership's ultimately electing their representatives to um, to be on the board and to help continue the the movement and the mission of the organization forward. So applications to serve on our board are um, on our website, and you can just uh, go right on to there, and you can you can see the full application. It's not huge. It's just a short little application for us to kind of get to know you, what your interests are, 
Um, applications are accepted until the end of this month, so just for a couple more weeks. And, um, and then we'll kind of go through our process to put our slate of candidates together. So a lot more information on our website. Um, also, our, our current board um, is listed on our website. So if you have um, other questions, you can always reach out to one of our board members and say, hey, what's it like being on the board? Um, the big thing I like to say lastly about this is that we represent Blue Earth County. Mm-hmm. So we are really, really, especially with some of the big initiatives that we have moving forward, we really want to find representation to serve on our board from all um, the corners of Blue Earth County. So if you're listening and you're you're out county, you're outside of Mankato um, city limits, we encourage you to really consider um, the opportunity to serve on our board, then we get those voices throughout the county. That's really important to us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that we don't always have the connections. So if you're listening and you have questions, please uh, feel free to give me a call at the History Center, which is 345-5566, or go on to our website and uh, take a look at the information that we have posted about our board opportunities. What are some of the communities that you're you're speaking to when you say things like that? Really, it's wide open. Um, we have, because of our proximity, it's usually a lot of people in the Mankato, North Mankato, because it's residential side of things, but North Mankato um, that serve on our board. And we really want some of those communities outside, like Crystal, Garden City, Amboy, Vernon Center, uh, Cambria, Judson, Madison Lake, Eagle Lake, St. Clair, Mapleton. I mean, you name it. We've got we've got 23 townships in Blue Earth County. And so we would love to have some representation um, outside of the Mankato um, city limits. And maybe this is the time of year where people have made that goal for themselves to get more involved in something to give back. Um, so this might be a community that uh, of people that you'd be willing to join. Yeah, so. and that would be fantastic. And please know that you know some people are like, oh, but I don't want to drive to Mankato for a meeting. We, you know, with the technology changes after COVID, you know, there are definitely ways for virtual options, and um, there's just so much great talent and passion for history and for preservation of history that's out in our county. That we just hope that we're able to. Um, to capture some more of that and make sure that we're doing a better job representing the whole county. Jessica N. from the Blue Earth County Historical Society on Talk of the Town today. There is, coming up early February, you have a documentary that's going to be showing. That sounds interesting. Yeah, so we haven't really pursued this very much, but there's been two really big things that have happened over the past couple of years. But um, February is National Black History Month. Mm-hmm. And so we haven't necessarily done a lot of programming associated with it um, because we there's other um, venues within our community, libraries, uh, universities uh, that have been doing a lot more with that work. But we um, we had the opportunity to uh, talk to one of our friends, um, True Facade Pictures. Um, they have been great friends to the Historical Society and they put together a documentary with the Minnesota State University Kessel Peace Institute. Mm, mm -hmm. Um, And the documentary is is titled MLK 11-12-63. And what that represents is um, on November 12th, 19... I'm sorry, 61. Um, November 12th, 1961, uh, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. came to Mankato. 
So he um, was requested. I, I've I've had the good fortune when they were working on this to see the correspondence. Oh wow! Incredible! Wow! Um, but there was correspondence from Centenary United Methodist Church requesting that Dr. King come to Mankato and um, and talk to the 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 people at Centenary United Methodist Church, um, but then also a public opportunity, and that was held at. Um, Mankato High School, which today is Mankato West High School, mm-hmm. because that there was an auditorium space. So it could be a, a bigger space for the community to hear his talk. And so, um, I mean, really incredible. This is this is right before he really um, gets into the full swing of the civil rights movement. And uh, so this documentary really tells that story and explores the history and context and the legacy of that visit to Mankato. And it reflects on where we have been as a community and where we need to be heading. So that um, documentary showing will be on Saturday, February 4th at 11 a.m. at the History Center. It is free. Um, Ryan and Michael from True Facade Pictures will be on hand to, uh, to set up the documentary and also be there to answer questions afterwards. Um, they are beautiful uh, storytellers. And so um, very exciting to have this uh, in our locations so that we can have that conversation. And that's free. You do or you don't have to be a, a member? No, no, this is just free. We want to make sure that the public has um, an opportunity to learn more. Perfect. That sounds really interesting. Yeah, really I'm really excited about it. They showed it. Um, I want to, I think it was last year, um, but because we were still, the world was still all upside down with everything, a lot of it had to be shown virtually. Okay. And, um, and so I don't, I know that they've been able to do some in-person showings of it, but this is, um, this is one of the few. And so I'm, I, we're excited. We're very, very excited to have that opportunity. February 4th, get that on your calendar. It's absolutely free and some good uh, entertainment and some learning going on there as well. Speaking of learning. I know that the young historians are back in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are our young history geeks, as we would say. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so uh, we want to let kids know and parents know that your uh, your child is welcome. Yes, yeah. it is another free program. Uh, second Saturday of every month. So in February, it's February 11th. It's 10 a.m. to noon. It's a hands-on history workshop for school-age kids. And um, this, in February, we're going to talk about Pioneers. Oh, fun. Yeah, it's one of my uh, favorite kids' programs. And so um, I'm excited to, uh, to put on my, my Young Historian's hat again and do, uh, do another little program with our kiddos. What is the age range for the Young Historian's? You know, it's a beautiful program because it is, um, it, the, the content is geared towards our upper elementary ages, but um, the beautiful thing about it is it it's really all ages. Mm-hmm. And so, and we open it for all ages. We really, we want the itty bitties and we want parents and grandparents to stay too. So uh, we don't not necessarily, the, the hands-on part of it, you know, the crafts and the activities are meant for the kiddos, but um, we really want to encourage adults that are interested in the topic to come and get a, a kid version of history. And um, so there, anybody is welcome to attend. All right. Uh, Jim Crow in Blue Earth County, researching housing discrimination in Mankato history. Yeah. This is, sounds like a big one and This is a big one. This is a big one. So um, this is the second program. Uh, so I said we were going to do two programs for um, National Black History Month. And this is the second one. So 
Um, there has been a project happening um, within our community for a couple of years now, a research project. Um, this actually started up in the Twin Cities, and um, and then it got picked up by um, the history department at Minnesota State University, Mankato. Uh, Associate Professor of History, um, Angela Jill Cooley, has been leading those efforts. And what the project is... Um, there were, so they've been combing. This is a really interesting project. Um, so they are mapping areas of discrimination in Mankato. Hmm. So the idea about this whole thing was that many, um, many abstracts, many different neighborhoods throughout the United States, this isn't exclusive to Mankato, throughout the United States would have restrictions put on them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, uh, is this like redlining? Is that what yes. you're talking about? Okay. Yeah. So they would restrict saying that, oh, this neighborhood that we're newly developing, you know, it's going to have all of these things, but we don't want anyone of color mm-hmm. living in this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And they would actually put those, um, those barriers, those red lines on that to say, this is, this is going to be a, a special neighborhood and we want to keep anybody out that isn't special right. like us, right. which, you know, is completely insane. But um, but when you think about it in the context of the time and what was happening at that time, and, and so um, doesn't make it right. It just is that a lot of this still stands on abstracts and, mm-hmm. and in the history of these particular houses. Not that it is enforced. It was obviously enforced when it was written to begin with, but it's not enforced any longer, but it still but it's stands. Still there. It's right. still there. So that is the project that Dr. Cooley... And um, I know she's got a whole group of people, including the Historical Society, has been involved. And um, the Diversity Council, Mankato Diversity Council, has been involved. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of student research projects of researching and mapping all of these areas that are still on the books um, as areas of discrimination right here in Mankato. Um, And so she and one of her students are going to be on hand on Saturday, February 18th at 12, at one o'clock, the program will start at one o'clock. Um, and she'll be there to talk about that project that's been happening right here in Mankato for the past couple of years, this research project. And then she'll talk about other similar projects that are, are underway mm-hmm. throughout the state of Minnesota. And this has been happening again, this, this is this concept um it it took place across the united states and the research projects are being um embarked upon across the united states so um it's it's another situation where it's bringing to light um something that maybe many of us weren't aware of and we can't learn about these things without all that research that happens so we are constantly uncovering history exactly exactly so another free program in honor of national black history month and we sure just, you know, we want to just open up our building and allow people to come and, and learn more about things that they maybe had no idea yeah. ever even happened. And right. it all happened, you know, there, there's things that happen in our backyard that um, that we need to know, we need to understand, we need to be aware of just so that we can continue to move forward. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, so that, that's what we're hoping that we can provide that space, that community gathering space. Speaking of community gathering space and uh, providing a space, I know that uh, you were doing a, a sale 
like kind of a post-holiday oh, sale yes. in the gift shop. So yes. people could stop by and do that. We can still pick up the Marian Anderson yes. books. Where do we find you and what, yeah. what do you need to know? Please come shop so then we can get new products. Mm-hmm. We get, you know, if our, inventory, if our inventory is too big, then I'm all stingy and won't let, us, let, the, let the staff buy new stuff. So <laughs> come on in. We are at 424 Warren Street in downtown Mankato. Um, entering under the blue awning, we have three doors. So try to find the one with the blue awning. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, weather pending, the parking lot will be uh, big or it will be small. It just depends on how much <laughs> snow we have. Um, but there's always parking around um, around the building. There's, two, there's another parking lot and uh, there's street parking as well. So come down, check us out. We also have our exhibit uh, featuring Celebrating Lincoln which is the celebrating 100 years of Lincoln building, which we know today as the Lincoln Community Center. It um, turned 100 years old. It was dedicated on January 11th, 1923. Oh, wow. Yep. So, um, and we're, we've got some, actually some fun stuff coming up in February as well. Um, with the Lincoln building, we are working on doing some uh, self-guided tours of the building that will be open to the community. We're still working on those details, but listen for those and listen for ways if you haven't been in the building a long time for a while, or if you've never been in the building, it's an opportunity to come and learn the history as well as see how the building's being used today. BECHistory.org? BlueEarthCountyHistory.com. Dot com. I said it wrong. BlueEarthCountyHistory.com. That's, okay. That's okay. I'll get it right on, okay. in the show notes. Nah, it's all good. I picked the dot com because I thought more people, and then everybody's like, no, it's the dot org. And it's all good. <laughs> That's what happens when they put me in charge. Well, the link will be correct. (laughs) Jessica, it's good to see you again. Good to see you too.